Welcome to the Casually Molly podcast. This is your host, Molly Ambergie. Just wanted to remind everyone that we are in partnership with the Bourbon and Blondes podcast. Bourbon and Blondes is a lifestyle brand for those who enjoy bourbon and whiskey, honest conversations, and empowering women to tell their truth. Bourbon and Blondes was created one night after a few too many whiskeys when they decided they were amazing and should start a podcast. That little idea has turned into this, and here they are. Please make sure that you are following Bourbon and Blondes on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find their podcast streaming on iTunes and Spotify. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, salty, need a little app to fix that frown <laughs> Well you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly Ambergy. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergy. We are back for a new episode with a new casual episode, or a new casual episode, a new casual guest. And I have actually known him for a while. I'm very fortunate to call him a friend. It is Larry Green. How are you, sir? I am doing good. How are you, Molly? I'm good. This is great. This is a long time coming. Thanks yeah. for reaching out. It is. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. Now, listen, I first when I first started doing comedy here in St. Louis, it's kind of funny how far I go back with you doing comedy, for me at least, because mm. I was like kind of newer to the scene. I didn't really know a lot of people here uh, doing comedy in St. Louis. And I used to go to the Laugh Lounge when yeah. they were doing open mics on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were both on the same like list that night or whatever. And I remember being like, who is this like sweet, charismatic guy? Like, and he's really <laughs> funny. Like, this is great. Yeah. And uh, all my girlfriends, of course, were in the front and you were like playing up to them. And it was great because mm. they were like, we want to be in the action because we're not doing a set tonight. We're just here to support. Yeah. And then afterwards, I remember you like coming up and you had that like rugrat sweatshirt on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. It was a great, it was a great crew neck. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. And you were like, hey, ladies, I'm Larry. Thanks for coming out tonight <laughs> and like it was just I was like what I'm like he's so funny but you're also really down to earth and humble too which as getting to know you you find out which is great yeah uh so Larry I mean anyway you're awesome I love you as a person um Thank you. yeah you're very welcome and on top of it congratulations you have won both the helium competition as well as the funny bone competition this year so uh as our friend Chris Denman said, you are the champ champ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a long grind, man. I definitely I appreciate that. Uh, I've gotten a lot of love following that. I've got it, period. But, you know, um, we have a dope scene. We have a lot of funny comics. Everybody mm -hmm. was, like, super supportive, great sports about the whole situation. So I just I appreciate it, you know. I was about to say, how do you feel that this has happened? Did, it, were you just going to be like, I'm going to come in and conquer. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did have a kind of competitive thing. I'm like, man, this is the last year I'm going to do both competitions. Like, you yeah. know, I'm going to just go really hard this time, and that's it. Um, everybody has different stances on it, but with me, I'm like, I feel like once I get to, like, a certain point, 
or a level uh, with my craft. Uh, I'm not really interested in doing it just because the range of comics that do it from literally I've just started comedy to I've been doing it 10 plus years, but largely yeah. it gets more fresh over time versus, you yeah. know, more so like seasoned veteran comics. So I just said it's less, I'm going to do it. And, you know, things just worked out. <laughs> uh, but like it's a combination of hard work and, you know, just being faithful and things like that. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. I, I will be transparent. I've, I've done it several times, but like the funny bone one, I was very like, okay, this is about the best set that could have happened today for me. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The helium one, that night was real challenging. Like, you did say that. Why yeah, did you feel that way? Because I went first. Okay. Um, you go in with a plan. I didn't quite execute my plan. I think mm. I did good like outside looking in, but I didn't do what I planned to do. Okay. I think I overthought being first. And I let it throw my swag off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I was funny. But I didn't do exactly what I wanted to do. Okay. So I felt like that left room. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I yeah, feel like yeah. over the course of the night, you gradually forget this person. People warming up more. They laughing more. I was just watching like, okay, yeah, I might <laughs> get third today. I might get third. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's cool. I ain't really doing well. And I was standing up there. I think it was, um, what's his name? He just dropped his comedy special too. Um uh, Rafe Williams. Rafe. Mm -hmm. This man turned around and said, Larry, I said, who? Is <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, stuff play out how it play out. But it, it was, we, we have some dope comics here. We, we really do. Comics, we talk know. about this a lot each week. It's like, um, and even I, I went back to Cincinnati during Christmas and I did a couple of shows there. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, Molly, like the STL scene is dope. Like, yeah. oh my, you know, and I was like, no, I know. I feel, I'm so happy when I started doing comedy that I started doing it here mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm learning from so many great people. And I'm always like, what's great too is how supportive everybody is here because like yeah. all of the accomplishments that everybody's doing, I'm so excited for everybody. I wish I could share everything everybody's doing on one page but i feel like i would have like you know a million posts a day yeah, of all. Bloody, yeah. but like i mean that's why i was like larry i'm so happy again you reached out you know you won these competitions and um those are great too because that adds obviously credits to who you are as a comedian right, right. um I, I look at your instagram and i'm so proud of you because you're traveling to all these different places mm -hmm. and doing comedy you know you've been going kind of like all over the country are you touring are you just like picking what's going on lair what's happening <laughs> I, I am i'm networking yeah building relationships you know i'm touching down these scenes i'm getting tapped in um a lot of different scenes have like groups like hey i'm coming to austin hey yep. i'm coming in Denver you can post a video in there let them know that you come and give them your availability you know some people will message you back or hit you sometimes they don't sometimes they don't have a group maybe it's a website that like itemizes all the different platforms and things yes. like that um the biggest thing I found is just I show up see where all the comics are what's the place to be go there perform yeah. be funny and then people approach you afterwards like hey are are you like, did you say your name was Larry? Yeah. I think I got a message from you. Yeah, that's me. You just, now you see me now live. Now you know so it's who just I like, am. Oh, okay. Because, you know, sometimes you can have a great video. Yes. And I think people know it could, you could have a great video, but you may not still be that good. That could have just been that one moment. Yeah, the world So of I editing. think they still, you know, are uh, questionable. So just showing up, being funny, being, you know, likable person, being myself, networking and things like that. Get booked on some shows. Other people see you. 
and just kind of starts to snowball from there. I couldn't agree more. And again, yeah. I think that's why you do. I mean, obviously your material is very good, mm -hmm. but I always say too, and this is the same thing for like any profession. Like when I was in theater, it was the same way. Or when you're networking, like for being a doctor or an attorney, whatever you want to be, a guard, right. who cares? When you are a nice person or you're a pleasure to have around, I think that people honestly want to help you more. So mm. what's really great for you, Larry, you're good. Your material is good. So I feel like people are like, yes, like this is somebody that I would like to have around with me. And I guess what I want to know is like, how did we get into this place? Like, how did we start? Like, did Larry Green, did you just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be the LG, the champ champ. I want to be a comedian. Or yeah. did you have other aspirations and you just kind of fell into comedy? What's your story, Larry? Tell I us. I got you. Quick second. Excuse me. <laughs> it's all right. It's that season. I believe my very, very earliest dream was basketball. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was my whole thing. And as I progressed through life, it went from... I'm going to go to the NBA to I'm going to go overseas. Yeah. And it gradually kind of declined. Uh, a lot of people that know me from my childhood, they know me for basketball. Um, I was pretty good at basketball. I never really quite transitioned my game to the organized basketball. So people that see me outside of that is like, man, why don't you do this in the game? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it was just a transition, but that was my very, very first love. So I did that in basketball. Uh, I said in basketball high school. Mm -hmm. I did it at uh, St. Louis Community College at Florissant Valley. Uh, ran track also. Um, actually did both of those at the same time while I was there. That kind of helped me pay my way through the situation. Sure. And then... Is it was a point where I was putting so much into it where it made me ask myself, do I really love this or am I just still doing it because this is what I've done? Fair question. Yeah. You know, so I was like, all right, I'm going to transfer. Um, do I want my time tied into this or do mm -hmm. I want to be able to experience, you know, college at the university and things like that? So at that point, I opened myself up like, you know, I'm going to let it go whatnot. But I think I started with sports. My next thing after that was like art. I can draw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to be a graphic designer. I'm going to have Ooh. a whole company. And, you know, I'm going <laughs> yes. cereal boxes and all type of stuff. But <laughs> it was art. And then I think after art, I got lost in the whole picking a major thing. So yeah. I thought I was going to be a black male teacher. I'm going to be a counselor. I'm going to be a uh, business because if I get my <laughs> degree in business, that can I can do anything. And then, you know, went on that whole mission. Um, but how I got up to comedy, uh, I was on my journey of trying to find a major. I got a big cousin that's like really big into education. Like he's been like a principal among a whole lot of other things, uh, tutor, teaching, teach Spanish, like in that business world of like money and like education, he's like the super dude, you know what I'm saying? So exactly. like, he's like my go-to. And, you know, we was just talking one day. He was like, yeah, I was talking to your cousin. And, um, you know, we was like, why why haven't you taken any acting classes or theater or something like that? Like, you know, why aren't you, you know, so many words, why aren't you doing comedy? And I was like, that's a good question. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So while I was in school, I saw a few guys that were my age doing stand-up. So, you know, I'm like, well, they can do it. I can do it. It was just something about seeing peers, you know, do it. And um, I went ahead and went to an open mic. Uh, it's a spot called Long Branch Cafe in Carbondale. Okay. And I went there out to class, and, you know, they ain't having a microphone or anything. I just went up there. I'm like, all right, I got these three stories. These are going to be my three jokes. <laughs> I did them, 
and they went over good enough to where I got confirmation from that experience, and that's what made me just continue. Like I, after my set, after they laughed at what I said, I just sat down and I just had this warm feeling that just wouldn't go away. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I think this is it. This is where I'm meant to be. Kept going from there. I just stuck with it. Like, How many years have you been doing it? Um, I think I'm like six and some change now. <laughs> the first time I got on stage was in 2013, going into 14. Mm. I was somewhere in the in the middle of a semester, ending in school and going into another one. That was the first time I got on stage. Gotcha. Yeah. So what I'll ask you to, you know, since you are into that point in your career, how do you feel like, have you feel like you've kind of grown as a comedian in your material? How do you feel like things have maybe changed for better, for worse? Where do we stand? <laughs> um, is this a clean show? Um, oh, you can, you can use explicit. Okay. Yeah, we have explicit rights on iTunes, so okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to keep up because I was going to use a phrase. But uh, <laughs> when I started, I think uh, I lended myself. Well, two things. I was funny. I always got compliments on my stage presence. Yeah. And like my, my energy and my personality and things of that nature. But my writing wasn't all the way there. Like, it'll be a funny thing, mm -hmm. but I didn't really have punchlines. A lot of my punchlines were act-outs. I can understand So I'll that. say, some, 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 ah, and I do it, mm -hmm. you know? And that was my thing. So over time, uh, my writing got better. So as I developed my writing, which I challenged myself to do, and I was able to develop punchlines, then I would make whatever physicalities I did, like an after thing. Like, mm -hmm. it could be like an add-on, but not the meat of the thing. Yes. I feel like when you're meat of, of the thing, uh, pause, <laughs> it, <laughs> it is your uh, punchline. It's weird when it doesn't hit. Because yes. you just got done doing something and people are just like. They just stare at you. Yeah, like, oh, it, hey. it's weird. But if you say something, <laughs> it don't hit. You can try to yeah. keep talking through it, add a little something else. So I'm like, yeah. All right, I want that to be an add-on. I don't want that to be the the the, the main punchline. You know? Yes. Uh, my writing has grown early on. I just felt like I had a lot of like, like, like kind of low hanging fruit, like a lot of sexual stuff. You know, I was having sex, you know, <laughs> you've been in the bed and you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm like a lot. I had a lot of that. So, you know, over time, um, I just tried to like tighten it up. I think one uh point that was kind of like a conscious transition, I guess, uh, DeAndre Whitner. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a comedian from her. He uh, ran a clean show. Mm -hmm. So he invited me to do it. And I was like, I, I don't really have no clean material. But then once I did it and I kind of cleaned my material up, I realized I kind of did. But also it made me realize I need to write more clean so that I can be available to do more um, shows. Yeah. So that challenged my writing doing clean because I think like, profanity and sex and certain references are just an easy go-to not easy in the sense of taking anything away from it but it's an easy tap into something we all have I in understand. common i think cuss yeah. words just give a energy yeah a certain type of emotion so once i was able to progress with being successful on the clean shows i'm like okay well i'm not really all that dirty anyway mm -hmm. and uh it's making me tighten up my writing so i just kind of just stayed that you know stayed that course Absolutely. Yeah. So I still have a little sum of everything, but I think I started a little more vulgar, a lot of act outs. And as it progressed, my writing got better. I realized it's more cleaner than not. I can add little cuss words in if I want to sure. versus it being built in and then you take it out and it's like it's something missing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I feel like you can definitely because like 
I'm Italian, and like you okay. know, my friend, uh, uh, my friend That's Jack. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm Italian, and like people are like, you're <laughs> so nice, and like I, which is great. Thank you. You know, yeah. everybody just loves me, I guess. But why I'm saying that is that because you're you, a killer. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I, I don't know why they don't I'm know like, this, but I will blow this whole room up. They don't know. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, like if you piss me off, we're all going down. Okay, <laughs> but like the f bomb just like comes out. So yeah. like. So, so like you feel kind of like you're like a Joe Pesci. Like um, they yeah. were saying on like Home Alone, like he loves, he was like really great with kids and he's mm. nice, but he would drop the F-bomb every like five seconds. And yeah. I'm like, that's my problem. Cause I'll be like, I'll be like, oh my God, absolutely. God bless you. I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I, you know, so that was one of my challenges too, is like, everybody's like your confidence is there. And like, but you know, sometimes now you have to, I've learned to kind of use, I'm like, fuck will always still be a part of me, but I, yeah. uh, I use it for emphasis when me. Needed. Like right. rather than being like fuck this, fuck you, fuck everybody, you know. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> you really are Italian. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, is this see? like a stereotype? Because you kind of the way you know in your mouth. I feel like when people do that character, they're like, ah, what, well, see, what, what am I? Is, ah, yeah. I you, you know don't really see it come out, Larry, until I'm upset, which I'm, I'm not as much I've as never all. Seen you upset. But see, that's the thing. Everybody's like, you're so calm now. I'm like, well, I'm 29. If you had met me when I was 19 and a yeah. firecracker and a sequin dress, it would have been a different story. Mm -hmm. But my mom is from Queens. New York okay. so but my dad is from Cincinnati so I also have that it's side a, of me mixture, yeah. so I've got a mixture so I got that soft side but I also got the crazy side so just watch out okay zero to ten <laughs> zero to ten no no middle you, in see? between I know exactly Larry's like adjusting the <laughs> so microphone well, I'm Italian now. and uh, people think I'm nice but uh, uh. really I'm not it's just I don't know why they keep thinking that. <laughs> why does everybody think this about me turn up on them. oh my god that is the best thing see this is what happens too we casually have an epiphany yeah. Um, now let's talk about. So you have been posting about a show mm -hmm. coming up. Yeah. Now is that not happening anymore? No, it is. It is. It okay. Is. So let's talk about it. So what's happening? What's it's going, going on? It's going down. Okay. So it's the But Baby I Love You yes. comedy show. Mm -hmm. uh, the I've done it every year since I've started comedy. Yes. This is the sixth one. Um, it started as a pre Valentine show. Yes. Over the years, it's progressed to something that people have anticipated. So I've gradually kind of detached from that. Yeah. And it's its own thing now. Um, the goal of it was just like funny show, good energy, good vibes, just like um, always funny comedians and things of that nature. Some non-comedic um, acts. I always try to have like some surprises that things that, you know, aren't promoted like the first show. Uh, I did it with my um, cousin, and, like, we had roses, you know, like, at the show and things like that. So, you know, Cute. we handed them out. Yeah, yeah, oh, you know. He's I, like, he's naughty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a vibe, you know. Yes. We had roses before. You know, we've uh, given away prior, uh, baskets, like, gift baskets. We've uh, we've did auctions and things like that. That's not the right word. What's the word with the, when you do the tick? Raffles. Raffles. I said auctions. We did raffles. I knew what you meant. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, yeah. But um, it the goal was just good vibe, good energy, funny, something you feel like you can come looking nice to, but you don't feel like you have to. Mm -hmm. It's not like a dress code, but it's it's a vibe. It's like you know, I'm gonna yeah, you know, put absolutely. a little something on, you know, get a date or whatever. Um, a lot of people think it's like a. You have to have a date thing. It's not. It's just going to be nice looking people at the same place there to laugh at a show. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just look nice. So you can always meet somebody. But um, 
it's grown. It's just grown each year. And every time around a certain time of year, people reach out to me to see if I'm still doing it. So I've just tried my best to keep it to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, I headlined it for the first time last year. Okay. Um, up to that point, I would either host it and then I began featuring on it. Something about my following, like they don't really want to see me in a hosting capacity for real. You That's know, fine. And yeah. I, it's like I'll be on if it's my show to be like I could host and like do like a whole set and be like, oh, I didn't know you were hosting. I thought you were gonna actually do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's like a letdown. So I, I well, you have to you give know, the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. Like the fourth, the fourth was the fifth one. No, it was the fourth one, the fifth one. Year before last, I did the Laugh Lounge. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go right before the headline. And I ended up doing like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, I should have just went last. Because yeah. that could have been the end of it. But my headliner was dope. That's yeah. why I booked them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But um, I headlined it last year. It was dope. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it again. You know, it's a lot of pressure, things of that nature. But, you know, it's what people want to see. I'm working, you know, I'm constantly writing. I try my best to keep my material as fresh as possible. Sure. Try to give people some classic jokes, but still show them that I'm working and I'm growing and I'm getting better. Uh, I want them to feel like the show is growing. So every year I try to have a, you know, something to show growth, whether it's the space or the size of the space or yeah. what we do in the space or whatever the case may be. But I just... I've just tried my best to keep it going. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's been successful every year. It sells out, you know, for, you know, regardless of like the size of the space. I think this year will be the biggest challenge because it's at Sun Theater. It's a 500 um, seater. Sure. Um, this year is pretty dope because I was able to connect with someone, kind of like a partner situation where they brought some things to the table. I brought some things to the table. So that's I why like I tagged it. the uh, Soundwave Comic Expo. And, you know, the page, because it's a partner situation, you know, I was able to work with them with the space. They bring some artistic things to the Mm -hmm. table. Uh, My DJ is super dope. This will be my first time. Oh, there's a DJ too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dope. It's something different where, you know, he does his DJ thing, but also have like live instruments and things like that. Oh my God. So I don't really want to like put it in the box. Look, I was a theater major. So this is like 100% up my alley. So you probably check the website out. It's a very Mm -hmm. um, artistic thing. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? A creative playground. You know, they have family friendly events, arcade. Uh, live musical performances, cosplay, all those different things, like super artistic thing. Yeah, know? and it's like I, we're recording in Grand Center right now, which for those of you who uh, are in St. Louis or outside of St. Louis, it's kind of midtown, downtown area mm-hmm. of the uh, city. And the Sun Theater is not too far yeah, from yeah. here. It's so, not, it's you not. know, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's like, and the Sun Theater is like one of those, um, not and monumental, I don't know if it's the correct word or like well-known mon- mm-hmm. monumental we can use that too yeah um because you know you see the lights lit up at night and it's very pretty and everybody knows where it's located yeah, so yeah. i'm really excited for you like yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's good when you do different installments of it too because you learn as mm-hmm. you do it each year and you know you have a great following now people support you and what's great is you you're bringing other local comedians on as well yeah and not just giving uh we talk about contributing to the community all the time and you're doing that because, you know, you're giving yourself an opportunity, but you're giving other comedians an opportunity and the audience the opportunity to see 
people that are performing in our area that they probably wouldn't be able to see just because they wouldn't know it was happening or going on. Right, so, right, right. I think that's great, Larry. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I try my best to work comedians in. I tell them, like, this show is just once a year. It's only so many people I can get in. Yes. Trying to make the lineup make sense. It's, it's a lot. But um, like I was saying, I, I took on this opportunity. I'm like, it's a larger space, 500-seater. It's a theater. It's a really nice-looking space. Um, I like to try my best to, you know, get everyone out. And I feel like given like the way St. Louis is set up, I think this is a space that people feel is pretty mutual. Yes. So I think everyone feel like welcome to come to the show and things like that. So I'm excited about it. It's stressful all the way up to the point where it's time for me to get on stage and form. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just in grind mode, promo mode, all of that. Uh, the information uh, it's Friday, uh, February 21st, Sun Theater. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. For information, you can go to MetroTix.com. Um, it's also serving as a kickoff event for a larger kind of umbrella um, that's taking place, which is Soundwave Comic Expo. Yes. And that event is taking place the following day on the 22nd from oh my goodness. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And like I said, it's all those things, cosplay, arcade, you can bring your kids. You don't have to get a babysitter. None of those things. Uh, panel, workshops. It's some everything. What a fun-filled weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so my gosh. <laughs> if you go to the Soundweb Comic Expo uh, website, uh, you also have an opportunity where you can like get like a package deal where you can get like a VIP pass where you can have access to uh, both shows. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. That's crazy, Larry. What a great partnership. And shout out it to is. them. That's it great. We're doing something different. We're bringing something different well, to St. Well, I love Louis, that they wanted know? to be a part of it, you know. Yeah. And now I know about something that I wouldn't have known. So yeah, shout out. Yeah. yeah I'm Most excited. Definitely. I yes. appreciate it. I appreciate you for having me here. I oh need to do this. Goodness. I'm interviewing everywhere as much as I can. <laughs> I need to fill up every single one of these seats. Yes. So get your tickets. MetroTix.com. But baby, I love you. Part six. Be like, listen. Don't yeah. miss this one because it might be two years before I do another one. This is a lot of work. He's having and I gotta make sure I'm staying this, funny. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you see I got grades coming in and stuff. You know, I'm not the, you know, I'm wise, but you know I'm wise, put, but put listen. those off a little bit. But yeah, I, I gotta sell it out, man. I have a dope support system. I appreciate everybody that's been following me, you know, and everybody that's supporting. But, you know, I got to sell this thing out. So get y'all tickets. So. so speaking of, like, love and whatnot, are you, like, dating anybody special? I am dating. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tell us everything. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Why yeah. I say that is that... Um, you know, it is called But Baby, I Love You. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So, there, you know, Larry's just like, All right, well, let me give you a little bit more backstory. Yeah. But, no, I, I am dating. I am no. dating. And this isn't that's this a juicy. very big part of my support system as well. Aww. So, I will, I will put that out there. Good. Um, the But Baby, I Love You thing. So, that phrase, mm -hmm. I have a friend that I went to school with. His name is Core. Okay. And I don't quite remember this, but I know we had the conversation, so I believe him. Yeah. We were talking, and I was telling him, you know, what I had in mind as far as the show, because I booked him before as well. He, uh, He's a music artist. And we were talking and talking and talking, and, you know, I think he said something, or I said something, and he was like, hey, that's what you should call it. Yeah. You know, and it just stuck. But the idea behind the phrase is, like, um, there are a lot of Valentine's shows, and I feel like they have a kind of, there like, are. love, and it's perfect, and, you know, roses, blah, blah, blah. 
I was going a different direction where we know love isn't always this pretty perfect thing. Yes. And the phrase, but baby, I love you is kind of like a pleading phrase. Yeah. Like I can see a guy saying it when he's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, baby, my baby, baby, I love you. <laughs> it's kind of pleading. You know what I'm saying? So I try to play uh, with the idea. Like it's not all roses and bubbles. Like it's challenging. You know what I'm yes. saying? But you know, it is what it is. Uh-huh. So that that's where that phrase came from. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to go somewhere else. I think people think it's like, oh, but baby, I like. No, it's like, but baby, 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 I baby, love I love it. you. Because you know it adds that comment. Because I was like, I wonder how this is inspired. Like, is he dating anybody? Was that did this happen in a story? And I love how you were like, I wanted to add that comedy aspect to it, mm. and how you know you're totally right. There are there are a lot of Valentine shows, and the first play because I used to produce theater for like five or seven years. Okay. I I um I wrote it and I remember it was going to be released on Valentine's Day weekend mm-hmm. and these two people were married to different people okay. but they were married to each other previously and it wasn't like your um Hello. Let's see, see who they talking to for we a little are, bit. Uh, hey. <laughs> I ain't mean to interrupt your story. Oh, I that's just wanna, right. I I'm want you to be the, the magical voice. I want them to it's see. It's all right. Hello. <laughs> you know, we're on audio. It's a magical voice thing. I love it. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's funny you say that because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is about two people who have been through a lot in life. And it, they've like loved and lost. And I was like, this is not like this, your romantic fairy tale. Is anybody going to like this? But we sold out okay. each night and it worked out great. And I was yeah. like, oh, I kind of liked that there was a twist to it. And this wasn't just like, you know, either like some love story or like is everybody Romeo and Juliet. And yeah. I'm sure that goes on a whole other tangent because some yeah. people are like, oh, it's so romantic. And other people are like, please don't take me. <laughs> right, that, right, right, know? right. Yeah. But um, it- I think that's fantastic. So I love that that's where the name came from mm-hmm. uh go ahead Sorry. i was gonna say funny thing mm-hmm. i had a comedian uh frank l on last year and he was hosting he kind of did like a little improv joke about it he was like uh how many but baby love i love you you gonna do green <laughs> he was like i don't think she wants you dude <laughs> like i thought that was funny because it does seem like i'm doing this show like trying to, <laughs> like i'm chasing somebody you know so i thought that was pretty funny but like i just wanted to throw that in but yeah, oh that, my that, god we're all chasing somebody at some point yeah either. yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. i'm like i i can't even I don't even recall all my dating situations over the course of all of them shows. It's just a blur. Yeah. So much work goes into it. But I just thought that was funny. So, yeah. It's always better to focus on one, you know, because like dating material is very easy to come up with in comedy. Like Mm -hmm. you see, everybody does it. We all have had a bad date. Yeah. Especially now with apps. I feel like everybody's go to is always like when I was on Tinder. Yeah. This happened to me that sometimes it almost like falls into this trap. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I. This is going to be kind of bad for me to say this, but like, here we go. You're keeping it real. Keeping, sipping the tea, <laughs> sipping the coffee, you know, and I, I say this not to insult, but because I too have done this, okay. you know, when somebody's like newer to comedy in our millennial age, when they start doing jokes about dating apps, because yeah. like I've done it. I'm like, oh my God, when I was on bump, because it's very easy to talk about. Right, right, right. It's just like what you said, like with provocative language or things people everybody understands that everybody's mm-hmm. like fuck you well fuck you and it's yeah. like well i was on bumble oh my god me too you know but yeah. i think that challenges you and your writing to write something a little bit um deeper and a little bit more meaningful because then you know as you start performing for other audiences who maybe aren't as um 
I guess not relatable, but they haven't like used a dating app before and they yeah. maybe are married for like 30 years. Right, right, They're right. like, oh, I can't relate to this girl going on this date with this guy in Bumble. Yeah. So I don't know. It comes with time. So yeah, <laughs> like, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and speaking of people, when they start going out and writing, you know, what would be your advice to somebody who's starting out in comedy? Maybe they watched, you know, on Netflix and streaming services. We have such ease and availability to watch new mm-hmm. people, you know, do things. And it's almost, uh, especially we were talking about this too with uh, local comedian, Sam Lyons, how, you know, we do have that DIY culture here in St. Louis and other places as well. Does that mean... Or, I, uh, I, do it yourself. Okay, I was... That was my guess. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to make sure because oh, it's no. the second time I heard that within this week, but I'm hey, following you. I'd rather have somebody ask a question about something and yeah. what it means than us just like pretending like we know what we're talking about. But right, like, right, right. Uh, <laughs> always, always ask a question. But, um, you know, it's, it's almost kind of easy to... Not easy, but it's easier than it would have probably been when you used to have to like do things out of your car or flyers and things like that mm-hmm. um, in the print age versus the digital age. Right. Um, what kind of advice would you give somebody starting out, you know, presenting themselves in comedy, writing in comedy? What, when, due to your past experience, what do you think you would tell them? Mm, a couple things. Uh, I think the... I could probably read more comedy books, but one book that was helpful was um, the Comedy Bible. Oh, um, I've never read it. I, I'm going to take a guess. The late, I don't want to slaughter it. The Comedy Bible. So that book kind of gives basic 101 kind of joke format structure. Yeah. So you can kind of begin to develop your lens for what it looks like to create a joke. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good starting point when you start it you'll sound structured because of the thing, but it's just a practice for you to get a format to play off of. And then you can take it and, you know, do it however you want to do it. Um, I was stay on stage, you know, cause you get the stage time. That's where you, you know, develop your voice, play around with different material and things like that. Right. You write, work the things out, get on stage, audio and or video yourself so that you can hear it see what was working what didn't work try to think try to figure out why it worked or why it didn't work and just kind of keep keep doing that process those are like basic things i would say yeah yeah absolutely i i couldn't agree more i feel like a lot of comedians say that because if you're a if you're not getting on stage you're really not doing material and practicing it the way that you would want so Mm -hmm. i feel like hustling those open mics is definitely the way to do it um now you've been again. We were talking about your Valentine's Day show. Do you think, not a Valentine's or not Day Valentine's Day? Show. Started as a Valentine's started as a Valentine's Day yeah, show. We we gonna be past Valentine's now we're Day. Be by the time I know it'd be. This is like 21st. a surprise. Oh, baby, you thought it was over. <laughs> Guess what? We doing on the twenty first. We going to my comedy show <laughs> that you can get tickets to at MetroTix.com. But baby, I love you. Part six. Get your tickets. But yeah, it <laughs> it was very much so grounded in that. But as it picked up, I'm like, you know, people not coming because it's got to do with Valentine's Day. I wish people could see you know your bit right now because he just said that. <laughs> he took that. It was so perfect. And then turned to his live stream. <laughs> oh, it's not. Hold on, guys. Let me do this. That was perfect. I'm yeah. so glad that just happened. Yeah, I got I to gotta let him know. Yeah, let him know. Oh, it's, it's, it worked for me. I love it. Yeah. Um, what, I, uh, what I wanted to see, too, is... You know, this is the installment you're doing, like the sixth installment. Are yes. you going to start maybe doing another show with a different name at a different time of the year, maybe? Like, 
you know how sometimes like you know you start out with one and now it's like this is your first annual event mm-hmm. now you're gonna have like your second annual event do mm-hmm. you see something like that maybe in the future happening as I, well i do um my birthday is in june so if y'all want to give me something for my birthday my birthday is june 4th <laughs> i'm a gemini <laughs> You can give me something for my birthday, or you can buy tickets to my show as a gift for my birthday that you can find at MetroTix.com for my show that's taking place on February 21st at 8 p.m. at the Sun Theater. All right, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what was your question again? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, you have this annual installment Okay, of I got show. you. Uh, birthday show. I did one very, very early on. I partnered with one on uh, with uh Princeton Do. Uh one year. Uh I think I'ma do something pretty big this year in June. Early June. Uh and bring back the birthday show. Ideally I would like to do some pretty big high quality shows like quarterly. Um I'ma try and work my way up to that, but I think right now my next step is I want to get my birthday show to get some legs under it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's great. I love, I think birthday shows are always fun because who doesn't like a birthday, you know, and everybody gets excited. And then even if it's well after your birthday, you can do the same thing like you just did. Right, right. (laughs) And it's six installment be like, oh, you thought it was over? No, because then you can still get me a birthday present June 21st. Right, right, right. (laughs) And buy tickets to my show. I'm still. I yeah, there you go. Look, you got to <laughs> plug it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, I'm going to have to just, like, use that inspiration for the rest of my life. Oh, it's not just a Valentine's Day show because. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to let people just, know, man. You oh got to let them God. know, man. I, I had it. When I did it at the Laugh Lounge, there were so many people there. Like, they had to start seating because the lobby filled up. And uh, JC went live on his uh, on his Instagram. He yeah. was like, Larry Green. B-Day show is sold out. That was not my birthday. <laughs> that, was the, that was the but maybe I love you show. My birthday is Oops. in June. But that's the type of love you get on your birthday, though. You exactly. know, it's like it's, it is. A, it's You're just became, making your birthday every day. It's yeah, fine. it's yes. became an occasion. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like a little holiday or something, you know? Oh, 100%. You know, you see how I did that? I did it. Okay. It's, I just use it as an excuse sometimes. Like, somebody was like, Molly, you're so happy today. And I just was, like, exhausted, which was the weird part about it. And mm-hmm. I, so I just went, oh, it's my birthday today or something. It was February. Yeah. <laughs> like, my birthday's in November. And yeah. I just, like, shut it's the sky birthday up. birthday whenever. I'm like, you know? I'm just going to, I'm like, that's why I'm getting this fancy coffee drink. Good mm. day, sir. I'm done. I know. Now I just have, like, this black coffee with no cream yeah somewhere i read they were like oh if you do that you're psychotic for just drinking oh yeah and i'm like yeah as i said straight up disclosing a lot during this (laughs) interview you know they think i'm nice but i'm crazy you know i'm italian you know like no cream with coffee you know we learn it i don't know maybe you are you crazy i don't know you're like i just laughed i just laughed I'm just messing with you. I know. Molly is the nicest person I have Aww. ever met on the comedy scene. Aw. For real, you had like super great energy since I like first met you. Like you were like almost hospitable, like you're facilitating to something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Like Yeah, you just had super <laughs> cool energy. You had your click with you. I remember your click. You yes. Know? Y'all, it was just a good energy. Like y'all showed up. I'm like, if nobody else come, this still gonna be a fun show because they got this section right here. And it's going to be fun. Well, you know that's the funniest. And so here's the thing for people that are listening and they're like, man, these two are having a good time. Yeah. We really are, which is great. And I mean, it's also it's helpful. Larry and I are also friends. So it's like we're catching up. I haven't seen him in a while. But 
when I first started doing comedy, my girlfriends were very supportive and I was so grateful for that. But yeah. you're totally right. They came to like every open mic. Yeah. Like I probably looked so obnoxious because I'm like, everybody else is like there and they've been doing it for a while and they're like doing and like every time everybody would be like, and Molly Ambergie next, you would hear this like, woohoo in the back. Yeah. And it's like all these like white girls just like screaming, <laughs> you know, it's like, like it's, uh, it's always so funny. Cause you know, there's like Kevin Hart and the plastic cup boys. Right. Mm -hmm. And they look so cool with like their red cups and everything. And like, you just like love the soul that they have. And I'm yeah. like, man, if my girlfriends and I ever did that, we would just look like drunk girls on a college campus. Right, like right, right. we would look so stupid, but the thing is, they are like the nicest and like most wonderful people. So shout out to them. But yeah, you yeah, know, shout out. your friends were amazing. <laughs> they were great like energy. They they they're like my plastic cup boys. Yeah. Like I literally <laughs> just take them everywhere yeah. with me. Um, what I'll end on is uh, this too. You know, you're doing all these kind of wonderful things, and you've been traveling around the area. You know, I guess the big question is that sometimes asked, you are doing so successful. Do you think maybe you'll ever move to somewhere to like New York or LA or anything like that? Or would you just rather keep like St. Louis home base and just keep traveling around the area? Where do you kind of, um, if that's something you've ever entertained or maybe considered? Um, I have. Um, right now I've been uh, traveling. I actually just recently came back in town to make sure I was on the ground to be able to push and promote the show. Yeah. Um, I was able to get a vibe for the last few scenes I was on, uh, the Vegas scene, uh, the Austin scene, mm -hmm. Denver scene, really, really fun scenes. Um, to hear more, book me on his show in L.A. at the Comedy Union. Ooh. And, like, I had a really great time because that was, that was, like, uh, something that was on my to-do list. Like, I need to get to L.A. or New York and yeah. perform just to see where I'm at. You know, in those settings, and like I had like a super 100%. dope set. Let me do like twelve minutes. I was like, "That's dope!" Like out of town, L.A. Yeah, nobody. You know, some of them know me, but you know, nobody really know me. He gave me some good time, so I made good on it. And I was like, I um, I enjoyed that. Uh, but to get to your question, I've just been traveling, networking, getting a vibe from different places. If I had to say so, right now. I'll keep building, keep traveling, but at some point I do want to get grounded um, in a larger scene. Yes. Um, I think our scene is dope, but when I think about moving, I think about being in the midst of more resources and opportunities. From everywhere I've been right now, I think I would like LA. I yeah. think I would enjoy that. So don't want to do it prematurely. I want things to just kind of line up. You know, I'm very... Uh, uh, faithful, things like that. So I don't yeah. want to just be doing my own thing. But like, if that's in the cars, like I definitely do that. Yeah. I only ask that too, because, you know, I love this scene a lot and mm. I've only been doing comedy for just like a couple of years now, almost mm. three years. And like, I'm still working on things. I have no plans right now of like moving anywhere, but, yeah. um, I, I agree with you on that because last year, just for fun, because I like wanted to go. I took four vacation days from work and I went to New York okay. and I did a show at the Broadway Comedy Club mm -hmm. and it was one of the best things I did because mm. I only did like five minutes and it was a, uh, it was 200 people in there. And like what I love about it, what's really cool about any of these cities like Las Vegas or LA or anything, it's a, uh, you know, everybody is ready to go because that is like, you know, comedy is such a huge thing yeah. in New York. People go to clubs there all the time. Like it's their job and you just like, 
hit elbows with people and it's just a thing but um it was very much a learning experience because you know everybody's so supportive here and so awesome and not that no one was supportive at the club by any means those people there are wonderful and Mm -hmm. i love them but you know like uh it was there was one guy on my left who i'm still friends with on instagram he's great he was like in a great mood wonderful and then this one guy he was like in a bad mood said he hated new york and like Mm, i was like wow this is so new york yes i got the best of both worlds and i was just starting out in comedy i said wow this is very interesting Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I left at the end of the night thinking, you know, I, you just kind of have to create your path in your own way because yeah. those two guys were doing what they felt was right at their point in time in their lives. Um, so, Larry, I think that's exactly what you're doing. I feel like you're staying true to yourself and, you know, you're staying grounded, you know, as you as a person and also you growing as a comedian um, it really touched me when you were like, I don't know if I did well at Helium. Because normally, like, if somebody won, they just be like, I won. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah. I, I just like to keep it real. You know, I, yeah. I'm not, I don't even hang my hat on those things, but I pre, I don't want to – sometimes you downplay stuff too much, too. That That's like a kind of arrogant thing. Yeah. It's just like I appreciate the support. I appreciate the doors that that opens, the branding, the adding to my resume, things of that nature, I think. A lot of people would like hang their hat on that and kind of just be away because of that, you know. And for yeah. me, it's just like I'm shooting so high. Yeah. It's just like, oh, great, thanks. Like, you know, what's the next biggest thing, you know, that I can do or Absolutely. whatever. So, like, that's just me being transparent, though. I don't feel like people would share that, but I don't care. I, <laughs> you you're know like, I don't care. But yeah, that's I just I like. keep it real. You know, keep what it I'm real. Saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you? have i know i was like i'm gonna end on this but i do have a question too do you have like a comedy you know some people talk about comedy mentors do you have a comedy mentor or somebody that um you have looked up to in comedy it can be a celebrity it can be somebody here in st louis that has kind of created you as a comedian or the material that you've come up with as time has progressed Mm, I, i would say and it's okay if you don't. Sometimes yeah, you I would more so articulate that in the sense of a process. Okay. So much more so than uh, identifying a particular person in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout my journey of the comedy scene, I've just you know performed and people have approached me and I've built relationships and we've had conversations over the course of my stand-up time here and all of that has added to me you know i can go as early as chad wallace and you know me performing at the heavy anchor yeah my process you know i met javon bills pretty early on he was like Uh oh man you dope you funny met arvin mitchell he's like man you know keep doing it i see you writing blah 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 you know i started networking with jesse like on the back end and like you know even Later, you know, I don't know how long Chris Demon has been around, but, like, I met him. Like, we got, like, a super cool relationship. Yes. I go jam his room, like, whenever. Um, it's almost kind of like a, a, a culturing for back yes. if that's I don't even know if that's a word. Yeah, but, it's but I like, know what you're saying. There are, are these pillars and people that are either seeing something in you and talking to you about it or they have experience on you. And, you know, throughout your journey, you talk to them, you ask them questions, you reach out to them, you, you build relationships and things like that. So, I couldn't like make that one person. I'll just say people that are in different places and different areas with themselves in relation to where I am, being able to reach out 
and you know get input and get feedback but to go on like a larger larger scale um i like what dave Chappelle does a lot because i think he is really kind of keeping the essence of stand up alive yeah in the sense of hey we're not going to be perfect and you can't make make it where certain things we cannot make a joke about yeah i think he's keeping the rawness of it alive mm-hmm. i think kevin hart has a different pressure where it's like industry and like worldwide and like how far can i get to where my comedy is accessible to the largest group of people i think uh dave Chappelle is more so like trying to keep that freedom of being able to explore different topics and uh-huh. subject matter and things of that nature yeah so I like Dave Chappelle a lot because of that. I think they both hilarious. I think they both funny. But I like to have my social critique in my yes. own way through my comedy and also, you know, try to be a little transparent as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great balance. And I finally watched Dave Chappelle's special. So now mm. when people say what you just said, I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had J.B. Buchanan on, too. And okay. he had talked about kind of the same thing. We did an episode called Casually Censored, which everybody should listen to. Um, but we talked about that and like censorship and comedy and whatnot. Mm. And like, you know, it's kind of a back and forth discussion. And it is a hot topic right mm. now. And, uh, you know, there are people who are like, oh, you know, comedians should be able to talk about whatever they want. It's comedy. It's a joke and all this. But then like, you know, different clubs and whatnot, they have the right to hire who they want. What they, It's such a uh, such a kind of a head to head topic. And no one can see me, but I'm just hitting my <laughs> my, you know, hands together right now. So I think it's really interesting that you talked about that and. Um, you know, we can always, that could be a whole other 45 minutes, guys. <laughs> yeah, look, when you have me back, we can dive into that. Oh, yeah, that'll have, be part two. I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, my God, yeah. absolutely. Well, yes, after, you know, you do all of your great achievements, <laughs> we'll just, like, come back, sit down, we'll talk yeah. about the show. Uh, now, speaking of shows, before we leave, wh- do you have any shows coming up other than your one on February 21st? I do. Uh, people go to my website, uh, LarryGreenComedy.com, my calendar is on there but i will be transparent and say i am making the biggest push for my show that's going on (laughs) february 21st at sun theater but baby i love you part six you can go on metrotix.com and get your tickets also go to soundwavecomicexpo.com and check out our sponsor family friendly events arcade cosplay all of that you go to the website get you a package deal man make sure y'all come check it out all right what's your question again (laughs) Also, do you have any other shows coming up? Yeah, yeah, it's on, it's on my calendar. But I, this thing got to sell out. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I have to pack up? this out. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, it's on my website because I could just get the list and off dates and I want to skip over somebody's show yeah. and stuff like that. Listen, he's I do booked, have my dates guys. on my calendar. He's in demand. We almost yeah, thought got... he was going to be booked this week. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hold on. I have to like check with this club. And I was like, oh, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, because I, I almost got um Blue Room Comedy uh, client reached out to me, but... Uh, they're going to reach back about a later date. Oh. You know, so, but yeah. Well, he's going to be at the Blue Room at some point, guys. So yeah, it's in yeah. Springfield, right? Springfield? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is All right, yeah. Springfield. Just just you wait. There's going to be a later date. But yeah, I'm coming. Go. I'm coming. But if all Springfield would like to come to, but maybe I love you yes. part six. That's not far <laughs> of a drive. If Springfield <laughs> wants to come to, but baby, I love you part six at the Sun Theater where you can get your tickets at metrotix.com, y'all more than welcome. <laughs> 
to come. Y'all more than welcome. How many seats does it have in the Sun Theater? 500 seats. Oh, my God. And I need a butt in every oh last God. one of them. Oh, my God. We have to plug the show. Yes, this please. is a big deal. <laughs> plug yourself, too. Talk to these people okay. on my live. Let them know Here's where the we're thing. at and what is this platform. Hi. So I'm Molly Ambergie. Um, for those of you who are listening audio-wise, I'm actually talking into Larry Green's live feed right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm a local comedian in St. Louis, Missouri. I do have a show coming up Boom. next weekend. I'm going to be hosting for Stephen Briggs over at Backdoor Comedy Club. And I okay. had just hosted for Erica Rhodes at Helium, but I did on Wednesday and Thursday. So okay. she was great. If you guys ever look up Erica Rhodes, she's adorable. But uh, that is my show coming up right now. The rest you can just go on my website. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. You don't let them know. We're professional while we got websites. Because <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, again, I don't want to skip over because I do have like a sketch show next month and I have like another stand. And I just like, it's a lot. Yeah. I just like, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to mess that up. But do yeah. come to Backdoor Comedy next weekend. To That's set. Dope. What's so funny is uh, Stephen Briggs, who I'm going to be hosting for. My friend in LA is actually friends with him. Okay. So like everybody's like, oh, congratulations, like hosting. Like that's great, Miles. And then I get like Stephen Briggs is tagged. Yeah. And I haven't even met this comedian yet, but I posted this photo of me popping champagne in a bathtub. Okay. <laughs> so that's all this guy knows of me yeah. is I'm like popping comedy into 2020. Okay, <laughs> right. Popping bottles. I see. I'm popping bottles. Popping it's bottles. Great. But you have some Welch's? Oh some my Welch's. God. I, oh, well, so I, <laughs> it was like this weird, it was like this weird photo shoot that I did to promote another show I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be really funny to be like a distressed Disney princess. Okay. So I'm like in this bell outfit, but I've got okay. my leather jacket on and I'm drinking like whiskey in one photo and mm. like ripping up my bills in another photo. It's yeah. like my tea is spilling off and I have a, a cup that said flawless on it, but it's like all the water is everywhere. So the last thing we did was we went into the bathroom and I was like, I need to buy a bottle of champagne. Mm. So we did. We just got like a cheap bottle and I like flipped it open. So I'm just like in this bathtub with champagne. Story so of my is the life. Briggs guy the headliner? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you saying all he knows of you is that photo. <laughs> so you like, you don't know how he looks at you right now. Like, exactly. I got a distressed Cinderella I have a distressed Cinderella that's going to host for me. Fantastic. I got you. I got you. Can't yeah. wait to come to O'Fallon, Missouri. Yeah, this is yeah, going to yeah. be great. But it is going to be really fun. So we've got a lot going on, Larry. Yeah, I appreciate we, it. in the building. I, I heard Backdoor Comedy was dope, so I made a couple comics last night at uh chris sears show which was super yeah fun, how way. did that go brave in the snow it was dope man like you know sometimes the numbers are a little off but the energy is like so big yep like they really like filled that space i did like 30 minutes and it was like largely new stuff and i threw a couple of other jokes in there but the reception was so crazy i'm like well let me try this one let me try it okay now. like that one what you think about this one oh, that's funny okay what about that y'all like that all right thank you i'm gonna keep that i'm gonna keep that it was fun. Chris did his thing. I did my thing. Like all the openers. Like I said, I made a couple new comics. It was actually was a um a lady. It was my first time meeting her. She was funny. I'm horrible with names, but you probably be like, you talking about such such? Yeah. 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 But um it was it was fun. Was it Corey Stewart? See, I'm bad with names. Did she have brown the, hair? She her hair was like this. 
uh, I, I don't know if it was Brown. She said she did some stuff like 10 years ago and then like she just kind of came back. You know why? Because she was just on here. She was on last week. So that so, might be yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> she was really cool. And the yeah. guy comic she was with too. But like I said, I'm horrible with names. But they brought up Backdoor. That's yeah. why I was mentioning. That's why because she was it's, meeting it's with com comics from Backdoor. So yeah, okay. that's why yeah. I was like, I feel like I just had this conversation. Yeah. But with somebody else. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They said it, it's, it's a kind of... Um, intimate setup but it it's is. a really fun room it's a really fun room for those of you who don't know we had michael tobin on the podcast actually he and yale hollander local okay comedian. he was on there too yeah that's my first time seeing him live that dude is funny i know I'm like it, his perception is kind of he seemed like more like oh, business kind of type no no his comedy was all over the phone. i'm like he hella funny oh he's I'm great he's yeah him. he's a he was on yeah he's been on here a couple of times mm -hmm. he's been he's been a casual guest podcast friend all of that but okay. yeah if you if you can do it's uh it's a new for those of you who live in st louis uh there's a new comedy club that opened up in o'fallon missouri it is called backdoor comedy um and it's like it's attached to a tap house too so there's like this cute little restaurant and tap house in there but then you watch the show and it is an intimate setting, but especially when it gets filled up, like the open mic at one point had like standing room That's only. Crazy. It's crazy. It's on Thursdays. And then now they just moved Lisa Andrus, her open mic that she used to run called Laugh Till, you, Till It Hurts or mm -hmm. Your Face Hurts. That's on Tuesdays now. So he's really trying to bring in all the comedians like who have different ideas and thought it, which is really shout out to Michael Tobin who runs it for a, uh, doing that yeah that's great. dope yeah, so yeah, yeah. we'll definitely talk about that okay uh speaking of things you should be definitely talking about and doing uh please casually subscribe to the casually yes, molly podcast hi please casually subscribe to the casually molly podcast you can find us on itunes spotify google play your apple podcast app podbean and we are now on stitcher so okay. basically anywhere you stream podcasts you can probably find us um you can also look us up on instagram at the casually molly podcast and also on facebook give us a like follow leave a review let us know what you think if you have an idea for a guest that you want to have on here just let us know i'm always kind of booked a lot with <laughs> guests but i will try my hardest even if it's in two months to get you on um larry it was lovely having you Thank what you. are you going to casually do now uh i'm casually probably going to leave her and continue promoting my show <laughs> This taking place February 21st at Sun Theater. But, baby, I love you. You get those tickets at MetroTix.com. I don't know. I just got up early this morning. I'm like, I want to be timely, get here for this interview. I knew it was going to be fun. Yes. So I was looking we forward to time. it. Well, yeah. Today's Saturday. I'm probably going to go work out, you know, get a little run in, probably flip one of those tractor tires over or something <laughs> like that. You know, I got to get in the best shape that I can for my show. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I want to be suited and booted. You know what I'm saying? I can't be out looking like Ethiopian by the stomach. You I know what I'm saying? I just out my water. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I was uh, laughing. It was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, nah, I, you know, enjoy my day. You know, network, go meet, uh, pull up on a couple of, of my um, constituents, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, business, just working, promoting. I was about to say, you know? yeah. I... Uh, I'm going to go relax because I've just gotten over being sick. So oh, yeah, I forgot like, about that. You, oh, yeah. You sound like you're getting there. You know oh, my God. I'm yeah. on a bunch of drugs right now. Man, okay. just like living my best life. Okay. <laughs> hey, y'all, go snort a line. Man. I know. Go exactly. <laughs> just like getting on my antibiotics. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, I am finally had a cup of coffee today. It's amazing when you get sick, the small things. It is. Well, yeah. thank you, everybody. And thank you, Larry. And we will see you next week on Casually Molly. Thank you.